Welcome to the Conscious Marketing Podcast, where marketers come to channel their inner superhero and unlock their superpowers. On today's episode, we get down to brass tacks. We explore the tools that'll help marketers find balance during their awakening. And we'll provide three tips to expand your conscious awakening. Welcome to the Conscious Marketing Podcast. As we begin to open our seventh episode, we're actually going to have a really fun and useful conversation because this episode is all about tools, tools that work and tools that don't. And this is definitely something that you want to pay attention to, people, because everyone I think can agree that's listening that tools are, are things that we look for for sources of information and how to focus and things like that. And a lot of information is not always the best information. So there's consumption and then there's overconsumption. So consume wisely. So let's start with um, a meditation that is most accessible to, to everyone, Nicole. Like what are, what are some of your favorite meditations? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so yeah, this will be a fun episode because for me, I have done so much meditation that I'm surprised that I haven't turned into a meditation at this point. <laughs> now, there was a period in my journey where I was meditating like six to eight hours a day. So um, I've broken down meditation into a couple of categories because I've done a lot of it. So I think the first um, the first way to meditate is to do a silent meditation. So that just sure. means that you simply uh, sit in silence, I like to put balancing crystals in my hand, like a rose quartz, or you could do uh, crystal quartz is another good one. Sometimes mm -hmm. I do grounding crystals. If I'm feeling really spacey and like I need to ground my energy, I'll use some grounding crystals. Sure. And so you basically sit in silence. You put these crystals in your hands if you have them. If you don't, it's okay. And Or you can lay down. Um, mm -hmm. And when you do this, you basically sit or lay down for at least 10 minutes or as long as you can. Um, I will say that personally, I've done this meditation, like I like to do it on my deck in the morning sometimes where I just do 10 minutes and I kind of hold that like um, the ohm pose, I call it, <laughs> the lotus, lotus position. Um, <laughs> it's like the perfect position for going ohm, you know, doing your chanting. <laughs> yeah. And then it's really easy. You just sit silently and you focus on breath. The whole yep. point is for you to focus on your breath. Yep. And I will say that most of the time I meditate lying down uh, for anything longer than 10 minutes. And it's just a preference thing. I, I've heard that there are benefits for, you know, staying in that position much longer. And I, certainly if your body is in the position that it can do that and you have a really strong core, certainly sit down. You can also sit against a wall if you want a little bit more support. I just am like a little lazy and I like to lay down because a lot of times <laughs> I'm going on a journey that I don't want to consciously have to be aware of my physical body I want to leave my body and go somewhere else oh yeah oh oh yeah I, I totally agree with you and you know I think in sharing a story about meditation um, I think what I've discovered is is to understand the different types of meditation and how it applies in that moment in my life at that moment and I think for me I, I go through you know, I, I can go anywhere from transcendental to like heart rhythm breathing. And I think the reason why is because a lot of it, I'm trying to find like my energy source, spe specifically on what I'm doing in that moment. And I think for a lot of people who are still kind of 
in their nine to fives, because I know it's different for entrepreneurs, but people who are in their nine to fives, you can actually meditate, you know, and, and I recommend, you know, silent meditation, even if it's something uh, simple, like go to the bathroom and meditate there, go out to your car. If, if, if you drove to work and go out there, find a quiet space or find a, 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 a unique space that you can find a little bit of peace in so you can still discover your source. Cause I've had to do that. I've had to do that when I've, uh, some of my best meditations have actually been when I had to go out for work or go to someone's location. And you know, you go into that culture and you just don't feel that energy source. And you're, you're like, man, I got to go, go somewhere and meditate really quick. And I've done that a, a couple of times and I mm-hmm. felt better because it is, I think that source is, you know, is about breathing and, and really discovering yourself. And I do believe that you should actually lay down. Now, unfortunately in a workplace, it kind of looks weird if you're laying down. <laughs> Unless they have nap spaces. Some of these cool places have that. Yeah, the cool spaces have nap spaces. <laughs> or even have meditation studios. I think that'll be the next big trend in corporate America is corporate is a meditation space. Oh yeah, definitely. I, and I totally agree on that. So, so the thing is, is, um, I was just thinking, like, what other types of meditations do you think are, like, really good to use? Yeah, so I have a couple, and I'd love to hear more about transcendental meditation and the heart breathing that you were talking about. I have a couple friends that do those. I haven't tried those yet, so um, I'm definitely interested in in looking at the ones that I found that really work for me. I'm going to, like, lay out, like, some really good meditations for you. These are, like, my top of the top meditations. Mm -hmm. So the second category of meditation that I use is guided meditation. So these are meditations where someone is speaking to you and guiding your consciousness through um, whatever it is that you've signed up for. It could be meeting your guides, finding your life purpose, healing, doing clearings, whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm, I I, I would say that, you know, I use so many of these (laughs) meditations. I become like a little bit of a resident expert on who to go to. And I also have friends that we share them back and forth. So uh, I actually have a daily, I call it my daily practice. And I I keep that on YouTube. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. And I'll actually include my meditations there. You can see my playlist. One is, I think her name is, it's Sonia. And I think it's Shoket. And it's about meeting your guides. So, 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 wanting specific direction most of us go into our minds and we ask ourselves what that direction should be and we're looking at it from that ego perspective of what does nicole think i should do sure the thing that's been most helpful for me in my conscious journey has been actually asking for help from my guides and and this is like the your higher self uh and there are many guides that we could have a whole conversation about what different types of help and assistance is available to you. I mean, it's you, you have spirit guides, you have animal guides, uh, you have the infinite creator, you have mother Gaia, you have um, pygmies and fairies and all these different types of energy. You have sentient beings who are not necessarily on this planet. If we want to start getting into like the real, um, you know, point of consciousness is to wake up outside of yourself and realize that we're probably not, we're definitely not alone. And you can actually have these conversations. And so Sonia is one of my favorite meditations for checking in with my guides because she draws all of your guides in at once and you can essentially receive messages from all of them. And in my meditations where I've met my guides, I mean, it's like a room full of thousands of people. It's almost as if I'm on stage and it's just this audience of, of 
pieces of source that are here to help me. So sure. that's one of my favorites. I do that. I do this one uh, right now. It is in my daily playlist. So I've been doing it every day for the past couple of weeks and it's incredible. The other one that's in my uh, daily playlist is Steve. I think you pronounce it noble or maybe mm -hmm. Nobel. He has the best meditations I've found for clearing your energy field. And whether you know anything about energy or not, it's okay. If you actually just listen to this meditation, go into your space and allow the guide, Steve in this case, to do the work, you will find that the things that he's asking to clear are things I'd never even thought of, landlines and low lines and all of these different pieces that touch your energy. And mm -hmm. what we don't realize many times is that every person we come into contact with is attached to our energy. Even you and I, we have this sure. like string that connects us energetically because we yeah. work together, because we're friends and all of that. Every single person you interact with has one of these strings that is attached to you. And when you've had periods in your life where maybe there was trauma or pain and or there has been you know, past relationships that have ended, you have your children, and then you start to get into your friend circle, your family circle, you start to get into your work circle. Every single one of these people has this string that's attached to you. And there is energy <laughs> that is transferring across that string. Yep. And so what Steve does a really great job at is disconnecting all of those strings so that you can be whole and center in your own energy and that there is no one else pulling from your energy and you're also not giving your energy away to others that you may not even realize they have this attachment to you. One of the things that um, I've done is actually called cord cutting and there's a, a local practitioner here that I really love named Steve Freeland and he does cord cutting and it is actually a process of going through and cutting all of these cords and you do it once a, at least once a year highly recommend that as well because this is just energy stuff that you don't even need to know anything about it but you will feel feel the impact of it and when your energy field is cleared for the first time you're like ah, you just feel alive again <laughs> and then um so guided meditations are awesome and there are tons of guided meditations online and again i give you my two favorites right now sonia and steve the other thing that I've done is music meditations. When I first started meditating, I didn't even realize I was meditating. Basically what yeah. I would do is I would put on what um, I would do a search for like psychedelic trance music and I would yeah. go into a meditation and just <laughs> allow it to take me wherever it took me. And it was yeah. totally amazing because you find yourself in these places you don't even know exist in your mind. And, and, um, and I also highly recommend if, if it's legal in your state and or um, you just want to, I recommend uh, using a little bit of cannabis before you do these types of meditations. Because yep. when you get your ego out of the way, which cannabis does a great job of doing as a medicine, when you get that out of the way, you can actually explore even further. And so yeah. I used to basically, I would use a little bit of cannabis and I would do a music meditation on that, you know, psychedelic type of music. And I would just, it was amazing because I would, <laughs> it would essentially allow me to no longer be present in my physical body. So my physical body could actually heal. So I highly recommend those. And then the last one is sound healing meditations. So sound healing meditations are things that, you know, for example, have binaural beats. Uh, some of the things you can search for are binaural beats, the Solfeggio scale. So it's S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O scale. And there's nine different frequencies that you can pick from. Uh, sometimes I do the individual frequency. Sometimes I do all nine. I like to put them on while I'm sleeping, quite frankly. And that's probably my 
favorite thing about sound healings is you don't have to be awake for them. They actually work at the quantum level. So you could just play them while you sleep. And all of this healing is going on while you're sleeping. It requires no effort from you, but you notice that you just wake up more replenished. You have more energy. You're more focused. You feel more clear. And it's because you've actually used that sleep time actively to heal while you're there. And so um, I, there's one that I wrote down here that's my favorite. It's a 432 uh, Hertz piece and it's from One Mind on, and it's available on YouTube. So I've included that in the show notes as well. And this one is one that combines uh, both, you know, healing bowls with nature sounds. And so I like the combination of sounds coming in because it takes you on different types of journeys. You know, nature sounds are going to take you somewhere totally different than transcendental music, for example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, those are all great. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is like when I when I talked earlier about like transcendental, um, I'm a real big believer of the Maharashi. And mm-hmm. and really, you know, the, to sit in the Lotus style and to chant a, a mantra, you're trying to focus on rising above the negativity. And one of the things about being in kind of the corporate side of marketing a lot for myself, I I went between that and heart rhythm, which is basically focusing on your, on your energy source and, and breathing because I would find like, I would get like these, you you know, like when you're in a a really intense meeting or something like that, or, or the boss or is on a rampage, you, you get like these mini anxiety attacks and, and, you know, you got to push through the day and somehow make it. But I would have these experiences and it would just totally, totally change my energy. So that's someone kind of turned me on to, to that. But yeah. I'm always open to other ones because I really believe in the sound. The sound meditations, I think, are, are, are key because sound does change, you, you, you know, your, your outlook. So I, I thank you for that one because I think that yeah. would definitely help and relax. And if you ever notice, like if you go to a really good working culture, they have mm-hmm. really good sounds or yeah. into a conference and they have those areas where people can like relax and everything. It's really all about the sound and everything. So I, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. I mean, sound has been really important. And I know the, the next thing that I'm going to be exploring is chanting. Um, this sure. has just shown up for me in my meditations as an area of focus and that sound healing and chanting is something that mm-hmm. from my own healing practice is um, available to me. So I'm going to be doing more research into chanting. And, um, and, and there's just so many different types of meditations available. And, yep. you know, my, my understanding, I have a question about transcendental meditation, because like I said, I've never done this type of meditation before. My understanding is that transcendental meditation is essentially that you do a meditation to get your mantra. And then mm-hmm. when you meditate, you repeat that mantra over and over again, ultimately. Is that yeah. accurate? No, that, that, that is actually accurate. And, and a lot of it has to do with the fact of, of people not being able to find their quiet state. And that was one of the things that was really important to me is like, I would always feel like I could never find quiet. Like noise was, was a big thing for me. And the only way I could reduce the noise or find like my inner calmness was to actually do this meditation because I was just like, you know, the littlest things, littlest noises, I, I feel like when a person's sleeping, okay, you can tell the difference between a person who has really good energy sleeping to a person who doesn't. And I'll tell you the difference. The difference is I, I would be, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people have went through some form of, of transcendental meditation because their, their quiet state is, is at more peace when they do actually meditate. Because one of the things I, I try to do 
you know, um, I, I have to get better at it, but I'm working on it. It's consistently meditate before I go to bed. So, wow. so basically you're entering your quiet state, like your body kind of responds to want to quiet you down. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's so many things in the world, so many energy sources that are, are negative, negative, like there's negative noise. I learned that through, through this type of meditation. And so it pulls you. So even when you're trying to sleep, it could be the next door neighbor. It could be the person up the street. It could be the sound that, you know, all of a sudden sounds louder to you, like a bird or something like mm-hmm. that, that, that disrupts your quiet state. So mm-hmm. essentially it's helping you to learn that so you can repeat that and repeat that behavior because then that, that ties you to how your energy is then during the day. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, um, one of my favorite things that I listen to Michael Seeley when I go to sleep because he yeah. has, he uses hypnosis. So it's ultimately it's guided hypnosis. And, um, I've done, I think I've done almost all of his meditations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I if I were to meet Michael Seeley, I would probably immediately fall asleep upon hearing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> So that's really worked for me where it's not necessarily that I like stop and do a meditation before I go to bed, but my going to bed process is doing a meditation and that's been really helpful for me. So thank you for bringing that up because I think sleep is like, sleep is one of the like most amazing times for this stuff. It's like, it doesn't require any effort from you. You simply play a track and the next thing you know, you wake up and you feel amazing and you've got all the energy you need for your day. It's like, (laughs) win-win. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the thing is, is like, when you think about it, though, it's like when people, the typical person, you know, I'm talking about the typical nine to five person, they get off at five o'clock, depending on what stage in life they're, they're at, they're going to have errands or the gym or kids and stuff like that. And so their body, even though their mind is winding down, their body's not winding down. So yeah. they could go all the way to the early evening time. And that's the old mindset of the 40-hour work week. And then you end your night on the nightly news, which is now essentially a negative energy source. So when you think about that person who's trying to get rest, because I've talked to a couple people about this, it's not that they they can't um, release themselves or or they can't go, go to sleep when they're like meditating or, or playing something like that. It's just that their body feels that still that absorption of, of that energy from wherever mm-hmm. they're connected to. So a lot yeah. of times they react to that. So in yeah. a lot of ways, it's just, it's in alignment with what you're saying. It's just making sure that you're, you're getting to your quiet state and understanding what it takes to get there. Cause I think some people have that hard time just getting there. I think it's okay when they get there, you know, obviously, but I think some people might struggle for that. I know, I know I've struggled with that. So, yeah, I, I go back and forth with it. I know when I first started meditating, I was like, I mean, I couldn't sit still for 10 minutes. <laughs> like I wasn't used to sitting still, quite frankly. So um, the idea of sitting there and seeing what was going on in my mind was kind of like, um, why do I want to do that? <laughs> It's definitely not useful, you know. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) So, you know, like this idea of going inside of myself was a little bit scary. And and quite frankly, I just didn't, I I was so, you know, in that kind of ADHD energy, you know, of constantly moving, constantly doing something and constantly thinking that I had 
responsibilities and obligations to myself, to others, and thinking about what was coming next while something else was happening. I really wasn't present in the current moment. And, and that's another tool that you can use no matter where you are, is that just simply coming to presence, I like to call it, which is essentially like coming into yourself, whether it's taking 10 deep breaths, taking three deep breaths, how many ever breaths it takes for you to just kind of center and come within so that you're balanced and looking at the world from a clear place and not from this place of chaos, quite frankly. It feels like chaos, the level of activity that we've created in our lives and the level of obligation and the level of responsibility. I mean, if you look at this, we are essentially working ourselves to death. What, mm-hmm. it, literally retirement is coming at later and later and later years <laughs> because we keep spending all of our resources while we're living and trying to enjoy our lives. And then there's not enough left at the end for us to be able to truly retire. And so all of this kind of fits together, right? You meditate yes. now so you can retire later, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> And I don't mean later as in time, like you're going to retire later than you normally would have, but I'm saying that you actually have a possibility at retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like you have completely biohacked meditation and you truly understand it. So in, in that sense, are there any other tools, like for someone who's maybe a novice or someone who's trying to kind of maneuver and find their way, are there any other tools that you actually recommend? Totally. So last episode, we talked about food. uh, And I think that that's important to bring back here is food is critical. So whatever it like pay it, it's like good energy in good energy out. So whatever you're eating directly has an effect on your energy and on your level of awareness, quite frankly, these chemicals that are in a lot of the food that we're eating, everything from processed foods to even just pesticides that are on our food to growth hormones that are in our meat, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these things are adding noise to our system they're not they're not our system isn't designed to process these while it can it doesn't necessarily put you into your optimal state so i think nutrition is an important one to bring up and eating i i prefer a paleo or better diet uh if you can get all the way to vegetarian and vegan more power to you uh it's certainly a high vibration way to live your life and i know many of us are on the journey to get there but paleo or better is a great start and will definitely help your energy um additionally i use crystals have you ever do you play with crystals at all yes yes so tell me your story about crystals and i'll tell you mine (laughs) (laughs) well um i actually have a a friend who turned me on the crystals and basically she showed me how crystals really helped me from an energy source perspective and really helped ground me. And so um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm more of a, a oil proponent, but she actually introduced me to crystals and I was really amazed as to how it really helps you. Like it really, it really brings you to a, a, a certain, a certain point that I did never experience before. So it was just one of those things where like every time I, I, she comes into town, like I track her down because like she she's like one of those like energy servants when, when it comes to something like that, because she's all in the crystals. But I was just like, no, like I couldn't believe that it could actually do that for you. And it really put me just to this place where I was just like, man, I cannot believe I'm missing. I feel like I I feel like part of my life has been misinformation and miseducation on the power of 
of crystals and and how they can help you and balance your energy and i it's almost like it's almost like an energy massage in a sense for me so it just makes me feel like oh okay i can really see very clear after experiences that so that's that's kind of where it's at but i don't i don't get enough of it that's that's the problem for me yeah um, yeah, I was introduced to crystals when I visited my local metaphysical shop for the first time. And I was sure. like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know. A, I mean, I had just never stopped consciously and said, hey, what are crystals even for, you know? Yeah. And crystals ultimately are for channeling energy into them, meaning yeah. you want to remove something from yourself and you put it into this crystal yeah. or from pulling energy out of. So if the crystal has energy that you're looking for, you can use a crystal to actually bring energy in. And so I use crystals for both purposes. And um, I, I've got it over here. You know, I have the pyramid that most people have seen on my website. It's also in my Facebook profile picture. And, and that is a specific crystal that was designed. It was custom designed for me based on the healing energies that I have inside of my body. And it channels in Atlantis energy. One of my, um, we'll get like, <laughs> we'll get really onto the consciousness path now. One of my prior lives. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Atlantis, which I couldn't remember last episode, that's how long ago it was, um, I was actually a healer in Atlantis, and so a lot of the quantum healing energy that I have, I channel from my Atlantis lifetime, I also have healing energy in my Palladian lifetime, so once you start to really get into this consciousness path, you start to explore all of your lives, whether you believe them or not, just go try and explore them. You'll find all of them. They're there for you. I, crystals were a really important part of the healing modalities that I had used previously. And so I pulled all of that in and, and I use them personally, but I also use them in sessions. So when I do a quantum healing session, you know, I use my pyramid and I channel energy into it. Um, to remove it from somebody. And I also put, I also take energy out of it that I want that person to have. So it may be, you know, to open their heart chakra, for example, to give them more of a sense of unconditional love and what that feels like. Because so many of us, I just realized we, we really haven't experienced unconditional love in mm -hmm. our lifetime. And this is even from our parents, quite frankly, even from our partners, even from our children, many times the love that we experience has a string attached to it. And it's that if you do these things, then I'll love you. And understanding unconditional love, which is that you don't have to do anything. And I love you anyway. You're perfect the way you are. I don't need you to change. Wherever you are in your journey is perfect for me too. I simply want you to find your happiness and I unconditionally love you. And, and that is something that I feel is, is needed so much in our society and crystals are a way to help you get there. So you can also put them on your chakras to help open them. You can turn them. There's a lot of different tips. So I, on crystals and things like that, I definitely recommend going to your metaphysical shop and getting a session, going to a class and or talking to them about what works for you. But I'll also say that sometimes crystals just find you. And that's that I'll tell a little story about that later when a crystal found me. <laughs> well, well, the, the crystals found me through my friend for anxiety. And mm. I felt it was like, a, a, it was a moment where it was very high anxiety in my life. And that's what made me really believe in crystals is like, I didn't understand, like, there was nothing that could res resolve it. And she had, she had this crystal set. And it was just, it was a different, uh, different set of emotions for me as far as how I address my anxiety and the energy that was pulled out from me 
you know, that I was going through. So mm-hmm. it was really, it was really transformational for me in a sense of understanding that there are other ways to really resolve a lot of these things that we internally battle with mm-hmm. um, and kind of really struggle with. So I, I yeah, I totally, totally agree on, on the crystals and, and, and their power. And I wish, you know, I, I've been hunting crystals. I, I've, I'm probably going to go and try to find a shop you know, today or tomorrow or within the next week or so. But it's it's different because like out here where I'm at, you know, you you will find people that will yeah. have have these crystals on them and, you know, we'll have these these get togethers. And, and so for me, I'm still trying to explore the other aspects of crystals, mm-hmm. but I understand that they have a very good different sorts. Like, I, you know, like like clear quartz, I mm-hmm. think is really good. Um, there's other, you know, there's other ones that are really important, but overall, like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you as far as crystals are concerned. Yeah, I use, um, I have clear quartz that I have in, um, it's almost a wand. So I like that because if there's a specific point of pain or Mm -hmm. I'm specifically working with a specific chakra, like I can actually point it at at that chakra Uh, and I can actually work with it. I also have a rose quartz. That's a ball. I like to hold it in my hand. And the rose quartz is interesting because um, I I didn't realize this at the beginning, but the rose quartz is essentially like a safe place. It's like a safe haven of energy and it's your energy actually. So you actually develop a relationship with your rose quartz and it's one that you typically don't share with others. That's another thing with uh, crystals that I learned is that it's not necessarily appropriate etiquette to touch other people's crystals without their permission. Yes. And also you don't necessarily want to share your own crystals with others unless you have a specific intention for doing that. And rose quartz is this unique one that typically is a rose quartz is your own and you don't share it with others. And I have a whole thing of just the crystals that have called out to me. And some of them are crystals. Some of them are actual rocks. When I travel, I tend to pick up a rock or um, a crystal that I find and I actually bring it home to put on my altar and um and just to like remember the energy of that experience so you can both buy them but you can also just find them and it it could be as simple as a rock that works for you i like to um have one in my pocket my friend uh chris mechanic over at web mechanics one time gave me he gave me my first crystal actually and i didn't even know what crystals were and he carried it in his pocket and it was in a shape of it was round and it was just this perfect shape to kind of like rub your thumb on and he said that, you know, he basically would keep, he keeps a crystal in his pocket at all times and he pulls it out and he's got it on his hand and he kind of rubs it and then, you know, he'll share, and then he shared this crystal with me and then I ended up giving it back to him and, um, and it was really cool. Like, this is something that you can actually have amongst friends and can be a, a topic of conversation as well as something that you gift. Crystals are one of my favorite things to gift because I can walk into a metaphysical shop and I can, I can essentially tap into that person's consciousness and then I just let the crystal select me. It works out really beautifully. That's, you know, that's, that's just, that's so beautiful that it, that is. And, and that, you know, that leads me to thinking like, you know, um, finding, you know, make sure, you know, for those who are listening, go find your local medical, metaphysical shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, you know, learning about crystals, it is essentially, you know what, as I'm thinking about this, I actually, I think I've actually been to a shop before because that's, I think that's where my friend took me, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really completely conscious at that time when she took me because she kind of really educated me on crystals. Mm -hmm. So I actually might go to that shop today because now I remember exactly where it's at. 
Yeah, um, amethyst is another really good balancing one. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there there are so many that it really it, you can't go wrong with crystals. It's just which one calls to you and how do you want to use it. You know, I've even done meditations where I've put my crystals just intuitively all around me, and then done meditations. And I've found that those meditations were some of the most powerful meditations that I've had. Where combining crystal energy with a meditation can be very very effective as well. Well, you know, that that begs me to say this to those who are listening. Make sure if you want to learn more about crystals and, and learn more about, you know, how to become conscious, check out the Conscious Marketing Mastermind. It's uh, open right now. It's currently available. You can go check out uh, ConsciousMarketingPodcast.com so you can find out all the details for it. Um, this is something that is key and important, especially if you want to go into 2018 and really find the center of your consciousness. So you will discover this powerful information about crystals, about meta metaphysical shops, and even more when you go to the Conscious Marketing Mastermind. So definitely check that out. And we'll be right back. We've been asking ourselves some big questions at the Conscious Marketing Institute. What if the world's greatest marketers came together with one mission, to inspire humanity to embrace its full potential? What if we gave them $50,000 to execute the most inspirational advertising campaign the planet has ever seen? What if we are the superheroes the world needs? The Conscious Marketing Mastermind is a prototype to find out. As conscious co-creators, we will create a campaign to inspire humanity to step into our full potential and execute it with a team of the best marketers on the planet. If you're the kind of superhero who wants to be a part of something big and you have $25,000 to invest in inspiring humanity, go to ConsciousMarketingInstitute.com and click on Mastermind to learn more. The final group for 2018 will be selected on December 31st, so get your application in soon. What if your voice was the key to assist you in your conscious awakening? It is. The Conscious Marketing Podcast is proud to be partnered with Clearly Conscious to bring you advanced sound healing technology. Here's how it works. Go to clearlyconscious.ca forward slash conscious marketing podcast to submit your voice sample for analysis. The Clearly Conscious team analyzes your voice and sends you your own personal soul tone designed to harmonize and balance your energy. Just play this tone anytime or anywhere to immediately feel balanced. And that's not all. Because sound healing works at the quantum level, it helps to open your heart to unlock your true center of consciousness. If you're into effortless and you're into conscious expansion, there's no time like the present to check out clearlyconscious.ca forward slash conscious marketing podcast. As a special bonus, you'll also receive a personalized reading from a clearly conscious coach for just $50 Canadian. That's a 33% discount for conscious marketers. You are the superhero the world is looking for. Get harmonized and let's go change the world.
Welcome back to the Conscious Marketing Podcast. This is Todd Social, along with Nicole Kelly, or featuring Nicole Kelly from Nicole Kelly Rocks. And this is once again the 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 conscious the conscious of the consciousness time of today <laughs> when we talk about Nicole's tips. Make sure you pay attention to these tips because this is about exploring those tools and explaining your consciousness. So Nicole. Tell us what your free tips are on exploring these tools and how to expand a person's, a person's consciousness. Totally. So there are a couple of other tools that, um, that I recommend from using Sage and Palo Santo and other burning tools help you clear the energy in the room. You can do oils and sprays. You mentioned oils a little while ago. Those are another great tools. It, it also helps you smell good too. So like <laughs> scent is a really, a really important one. And just remember that you actually don't need any tools. Uh, and that's my first tip is that you don't need any tools. Your consciousness is within you and mm -hmm. you are the only one with the answers that you seek. So go within and know that you have access to everything that you need. Tools are nice to have, but they're certainly not a must have. The second is to start with a tool that selects you. We talked this, about this a little bit. Go to your local metaphysical shop and see what pops out at you. These are things that I do recommend feeling and touching and experiencing with another and getting some advice on what will work for you at your local shop versus ordering online. I don't recommend buying highly um, marketed I would say metaphysical tools like I, I, you know, I have a couple of things that like have the word like believe or love or faith or something like mm -hmm. that on it. But those are more like um, I might put that in my purse, but it's not something that I'm going to actively use for work. So um, mm -hmm. really look for the crystal that has the best energy for you for the sage, the Palo Santo that has the best energy for you, the best incense, the best oils, and let them actually select you. They will find you. You'll notice that you're just drawn to something <laughs> more than others. And then three, focus on what's free first and then set a budget and stick to it. The reality is, is that this is marketing just like everything else. Like there are many different types of tools mm -hmm. that you can use and you can totally go overboard on the latest consciousness tools. And the truth <laughs> is you don't have to have any of them. So before you go break your bank on crystals, oils and the latest wand, <laughs> set a budget each week and or each month and stick to it. And then when your tools are no longer useful for you, pass them on to someone who they can be useful for. So you can actually clear the energy of your tools and you can actually pass them on to other people who might need them. One thing that I've learned in the spiritual community in particular is that we have this whole spiritual community that's totally conscious and awoke. And, um, and they're still all trying to, like many of them are still learning how to get their basic needs met. And so financially, they're not as secure as some of us coming out of these bigger industries where we had income and we've been able to find our way back into those industries. And so what people who are going through a conscious awakenings can use gifts of, of the tools that don't work for you. So you can, you can even arrange that at your local metaphysical shop as well. And or you can meet people online, which is what we do best here at the Conscious Marketing Podcast. <laughs> Well, you, you know, and, and, and while you're talking, it just, it came to me as, or something I thought maybe you should talk about because I think, I think using the tools, I was mm -hmm. thinking, Hey, how about, how about if you have a tool party? But then to me, it was like, okay, no, that's really actually modern monks. So how about you get, you know, get in contact with modern monks so they can talk more about tools because I think every, you know, everybody has a different tool that attracts them or, or, or mm -hmm. brings out their energy. All right. And I think, you know, in that sense, 
I think you can build numbers off of that because I think people are really actually open to that. And there's different, yeah. I, I learned at least, you know, temporarily, and I'm still trying to learn, I learned there's different crystals for, for different people. So yeah. to me, um, essentially talk about, I think, you know, cause we got a little bit of time here so we can yeah. probably share a little bit, talk a little bit about modern monks, because I feel like that is a modern monks thing. Yeah. It comes to that because ha- having that, having those people together and, and sharing those tools, even if it's not, especially for those who, who can't break the bank, at least, you know, get, get around other people who maybe have those tools who can introduce you to things. So along your journey, you can find a process. So maybe share a little bit about like modern monks and kind of how you, know, you have done it in the past with the modern monks and, and maybe about how people can get in contact with the modern monks as well. Cool. Um, so yeah, the Modern Monks, ultimately, Modern Monks Monastery is a group that my partner Yudi and I have put together, and it's people who are awake and who want to have conversations, ultimately. And so we started a Facebook group called the Modern Monks Monastery, where you can join. And in that group, we do everything from providing free tools to having deep conversations on consciousness to mm-hmm. um, getting together in person. You know, many of the Modern Monks, we come together and, and we've, we even have a podcast that's going to be coming out very soon that we have seven episodes already in the bank for as we are on episode seven of the conscious marketing podcast which is so fun because we can also (laughs) talk about numerology as a tool um and and so yeah you can go in there and you can hear about our tools but some of the other things that i find really useful for me uh, are numerology honestly we had this whole conversation before we got started which by the way Perfect time for me to finally tell everybody about what happens when we start this podcast because if you heard it and maybe we should totally like we have to hit record one time before then (laughs) (laughs) hear Todd in his British accent count down the podcast (laughs) 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 because he does it every time that we're coming in and you hear this like great impersonation from Todd and then he gets all serious as he opens the podcast (laughs) totally awesome but well now if you want to have impersonations you know we can talk about impersonations but i do believe in numerology and i would love for you to elaborate on that because that is helpful for all these resources and since we're doing this on 11 27 17 you can talk about the power of sevens the power of sevens, yes. So numerology <laughs> is essentially looking at the new, the numbers that show up in your daily life. So I happen to see a lot of triple, quadruple, and is it quintuple uh, number com- combinations? So sure. three, four, and five in a series. I tend to see a lot of these on things like billboards. I see them on license plates most of the time. One day, I, I actually like took photos of how many triple number combinations I had seen and I was only at 11 o'clock and I had already seen nine and had photos of them and I finally just gave up because I was like it's too much like this is too much sharing on my social network Um, so what I do is when I start to see number combinations show up then what I go to I just search for angel meaning and that number so angel meaning 777 angel meaning 77 quadruple sevens. Uh, Sometimes I'll do like if a number like 15 is repeating uh, this week, so 1515 and 151515. And it basically tells you what those those numbers mean from a numerology perspective. And for me, it's been really helpful because all of those are essentially 
messages from our guides. They're always positive. I've never mm -hmm. really found anything that's negative other than, hey, maybe you want to change your thought process and think more positively. Sure. And they've all been really helpful. They're like messages that are essentially saying, hey, you're doing a good job. You're on the right track. And here's what you could do differently. And so Joanne Scribes is my favorite source for numerology. And, um, and it, it's gotten to the point that it literally is so frequent that I just have to like, I, I notice it, but I've almost memorized all the meanings because I've looked them up <laughs> so many times. Yep. <laughs> and we say that, so sevens are really interesting because I noticed that the number seven, if you do any research on ancient history, it, there, there's like the ancient past, right? And then there's the ancient future. It's essentially mm -hmm. that the ancient times are coming back around and our future selves are essentially coming in to help guide us into <laughs> the highest timeline. And so the number sevens tend to appear for people that I find have some kind of a Palladian history, meaning that in a future lifetime, they have a Palladian version of themselves. And that Palladian version has interacted with them here in this plane on earth, as the Palladians have been known to do and the Arcturians as well, sure. come in and help guide us. And people who see sevens a lot usually have a guide that is Palladian, or mm -hmm. they remember a Palladian lifetime. And so I, I just find it like interesting, because like, if you would ask me what a Palladian was, uh, as little as a year ago, I would have been a Palada what? And <laughs> now it's like, you know, I know where Pleiades is. I can see it in the sky. <laughs> I, I can remember my Palladian lifetime, you know, like all of these things have kind of come in. So just know that as you get on the journey of consciousness, sometimes you open your awareness and perspective to things that totally blow your mind and also help you feel at home. <laughs> Uh, I, I totally agree with you. And, and that's the thing is like numerology, I think is a big thing. I've always felt different energy sources attracted to different numbers. Yeah. And I realize that it's, it's very, and I, and I think what people don't understand with, with their consciousness is that it is the numerology is con directly connected to their consciousness. So essentially when you're in an environment or you're somewhere where you don't feel you know, a strong energy or, or good culture or anything else, you might want to actually look at the numerology because essentially, you, you know, you, you may not be, you know, open, you know, open to understanding what that really means, what value that really has. You know, yeah. I, I've every, I can go back all the way to um, when I was a young adult, every number that always brought better energy out of me. This is no lie. This is on the record. This is Todd being, being vulnerable and telling the truth. Every place that I have lived where I have felt good energy, have had good experiences or been around good people or whatever has always been a seven. Nice. There's been one place in my entire adult life where it, mm -mm, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, there was no seven or series of sevens involved in it at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I've always, it's like I believed it, but then I had to be, I had to become conscious to understand what the value and the principle of it was. And I do remember like someone, someone when I was younger talking to me about numerology, but I was like, ah, that don't make any sense. But as time went on and I kept seeing this and experiencing this, I would take, you know, I would sit back and I'd be like, man. This is sevens, you know, yeah. to me it was just, it, it, it's, it's indicative of how we interact from an energy perspective. 
So mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And I totally thank you for sharing that, that extra snippet because um, it's important. It's important yeah. for people to pay attention to that. Well, it's really funny because actually I knew that we were going to likely continue past the, the three tips because when you said it's time for Nicole's three tips, it was 1234 here. So I saw that there was going to be this fourth piece that I didn't know <laughs> what it was going to look like, but I just instinctively was like, oh, I wonder what's going to show up after the tips. <laughs> and here we are talking about number numerology. And the other thing I would say is that there's other tools like, you know, oracle cards, tarot cards, feathers, places. You can actually go to different places where you can have these different experiences, like things like um, pyramids, for example, have really cool ancient energy. Yeah. Um, Stonehenge is somewhere I just want to experience like one time the energy of it. So the biggest tool that you'll (laughs) hear Todd and I talk about often is energy. And the reason that we talk so much about energy is because energy defines how you feel. It is who you are. You are energy. Everything around you is energy. And all you're doing is essentially bumping your energy field up against a bunch of other energy fields and then seeing what happens. And so if you can start to learn to understand your energy, understand how to increase it, understand how to decrease it, understand how to manage it so that it is what you want, then your whole life changes for you. And quite frankly, if you're going through a conscious awakening, energy is the key. And Mm -hmm. and when you get energy and balance, your conscious awakening becomes much more of a journey that looks like a very small kid's roller coaster versus Mm -hmm. the terrifying, death-defying fall off of a cliff that I experienced. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well yeah yeah we we fall off a of cliff but but it's, hey. it's great it's great people like you who fall off a of cliff but still can rise like the phoenix that's yeah. right I, and it's really fun i have a huge tattoo of a phoenix actually to support that and um you know like it, it's funny because in order like you say jump jump off a cliff and it's like people are like oh my gosh what does that mean well what that means is that you have to be willing to jump off of the thing that terrifies you the most in order for the parachute to open. And um, Steve Harvey has a great little talk on that about how the parachute cannot open unless you actually jump off the cliff. Even if the parachute opened and you were not off the cliff, it is useless. So really being willing to step off that proverbial cliff, whether it's in your mind, it's in your job, it's in your relationship or whatever else is coming up for you that that you need to take a big move and you need to take a risk and speak your truth. Um, the universe is here to support you. And as I say, the universe provides. Well, this universe, people, just so you understand this, starts when those who realize that their consciousness is deep, deeply embedded within in them, even when they are unconscious to their reality. And for those who want to become more conscious and learn how to become more conscious and experience what consciousness really is and awareness and awakening, I truly, truly ask you this. Make sure you inquire, you ask about the Conscious Marketing Mastermind. It's coming up. Make sure you go to ConsciousMarketingPodcast.com. Make sure you connect with Nicole Kelly on Facebook and Nicole Kelly Rocks. Make sure you connect with the modern monks. Make sure you get into a community. Make sure that you do not allow the world's unconscious energy to take your conscious energy. 
make sure you are conscious on purpose, conscious for a purpose, and conscious in your reality on a daily basis. Don't don't take the little light of consciousness that you get here and there and, and let it dimmer. Make it shine. Make it rise like the phoenix. And essentially, you will discover this awakening that you have have uncovered a long time ago, but you haven't you 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 haven't yet experienced yet, and it's coming for you. It's calling you. This is why we're doing this podcast, and this is why we're not going anywhere because we're on a conscious journey. And this person right here, Nicole Kelly, is one of the most conscious people. I feel like I feel like when you say you're the Tim Ferriss, I feel like it, you're deeper than that. I feel mm-hmm. like you're like. Tim Ferriss plus Gandhi or something oh. of that nature. <laughs> that like hits my heart so deeply. Thank you. Because Gandhi's quote of be the change you wish to see in the world is truly what guides every day for me. That has been yep. the mantra that has resonated the most. And, and I do wake up every morning and, and ask myself, like, how am I being the change that I wish to see in the world? And sometimes that means it's taking better care of myself. Sometimes it means I'm taking better care of my family. Sometimes it means that I'm fitting in fitness or eating better. And other times it just means that I'm sharing my story because the power is within all of us. And we each have a story. And I have been shown over and over again that my story is important and it's worth sharing because there are other people who have gone through conscious awakenings like I have and they're looking for their tribe. And I hope that everyone finds it and that we can be a part of helping them connect. Okay. Well, well, people, this has been the Conscious Marketing Podcast. Once again, episode seven, powerful pack one on tools and resources. Make sure you go out right now to your meta- metaphysical shop. Make sure you go out right now to get your crystals. Make sure you go out and you find your consciousness. Until the next time, stay conscious. Thank you for joining the Conscious Marketing Podcast. We hope you found your inner superhero and have what you need to raise the bar for consciousness in the industry. If you like what you heard, please take the time to leave us a rating and review. Tell us what really works for you and what would make the show even better. Every review helps another conscious marketer find their way here. Want to have next week's episode automatically queued up for your Monday commute? Remember to subscribe before you leave. We thank you for your support. Please go to ConsciousMarketingPodcast.com for show notes, links, and other awesome resources. It is our honor to serve you. Now, let's go change the world.